0: What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Here's a confession I have OCD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And though I haven't fully cured it, I have figured out what causes it and what short circuits it. And I won't keep you in suspense. The cure for OCD is love. Now, I know you might be thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? How can something as esoteric as love be the cure for OCD? It's a real disorder, man. Well, keep listening and let's dive into how this plays out. Now, fair warning, it is possible that thinking or talking about OCD could trigger your OCD. I hope to bring you out On the other end, with a possible solution to apply if you are brave enough to try it. And maybe give you insight on what might be causing your OCD. Now to be clear, there are a lot of different ways that OCD might manifest. The primary part of us that OCD plays on is our disgust mechanism. There's all different types of OCD. I'll talk about the one that I struggle with, but I have experienced mild cases of all of this. The first one, which I struggle with the most that I'll talk about the most on this episode is contamination OCD, which is about germs or dirty things where you go crazy like cleaning things or to keep things clean or keep things that you consider clean from touching things that you consider dirty. And there's even levels to how crazy someone's contamination OCD can get. They've done studies to see how severe this can be based off of a pencil test where They would see how far the transference of contamination goes in your mind. So if I take a dirty pencil, one dirty pencil that was on the floor and touch a clean pencil, is the second pencil also now dirty in your mind? Now what if I lined up 20 pencils in a row, each one of them touching, but I only touched the dirty pencil to the first pencil in the row. Do you now consider the whole row of 20 dirty? Or do you consider the first two dirty that are directly touching? how far does your disgust transfer and manifest for you? That's how contamination OCD can be measured. There's other types of OCD like checking OCD where you feel the need to check everything that you do to make sure it was done right or something bad might happen, like checking the door if it was locked or the stove was turned off, if the iron was off. There's symmetry OCD where you can't stand if something is out of balance or out of order. There's intrusive thoughts OCD where you have disturbing or even violent thoughts that repeat over and over, hoarding where you just keep a bunch of things and don't ever want to throw them out because you grow sentimental attachments to things. That's a form of OCD. And the list can go on because our compulsions manifest as uniquely as we are designed. So I couldn't possibly cover them all. I will focus again on the types that I struggle with the most, which is contamination OCD. And the rest of the OCDs in my life I have also struggled with But nothing as nearly as prevalent as the need to keep things clean. I've done a lot of work in this department. Because my whole life, I have been the kind of person who tries to have control over things. Control over my thoughts. Control over my actions. I have inhuman levels of willpower that I can assert on anything. I've usually been able to be in control of a lot of things in my life. And I expect that. And I'm telling you something key here. Because... Control is a big factor on how OCD first manifested for me. And hint, it has to do with control. And I want to be sensitive to the people who don't have a grip on their OCD and it rules your life, who don't have any control. I have people in my life who will not partake in certain activities, they won't live certain parts of their life because of this, like going to the gym or going to play outside. I empathize with how much our OCDs can take over our lives. In doing the work in this department in my own life, I realized I could not accept being completely crushed by OCD and have it keep me from living a real life because I want to have a functioning life. I've had to leave my house to go to work and shake hands and be in areas and neighborhoods that you cannot expect any cleanliness from. I love to go to the gym, which is a red zone of germs. And I have had roommates who I had to share the same space with, who I cannot impose a level of cleanliness on. I like to host people and have guests over because I love feeding people. I love having people over who are also not plagued by their overthinking mind that think about what's clean or what's not clean. And for me to deal with all of this and still live my functioning life, it does require a certain degree of control that you can have over your OCD if you still want to engage in this active life. And so... I developed what I call as a switch. I developed and learned that I can completely turn off my OCD and not accept something being clean in certain scenarios. But then, I still maintain my OCD in the very few areas I can contain it to, my control to, where I want to feel safe and want to feel at home. Like my desk, my chair, my bed. When all else fails, when I have people all over my house, If I cannot maintain my OCD at all while they're all around, my switch allows me to narrow it down to these very few areas, like my desk and my chair and my bed. And in the worst case, it would just be my bed. So I like to shower and get into a clean bed at the end of the night, which in my mind is like the last safe space where I can at least let myself go. And safety is an interesting topic here because safety is what this is all about, the need for control. It's about feeling safe and at home. And any intrusion into that safety can disturb me more than anything else in real life. When I walk around the world, I have a different part of me turned on. The part that walks around in Timberland boots and has an approach stance and confronts anything in its path. In this outside mode, where I have no illusion of safety, I am not bothered by much. I feel strong because all of me is on. The switch is on and my guard is not down. So dirt bugs, creepy crawly things, or whatever, anything more dangerous. All of it, I would just squash and keep moving. But whenever I come back to my clean space, I want to feel safe. And in that safety, I feel almost like a child who is being protected or nurtured by home. And everything up until the point I reach home is like me feeling like I'm holding my breath until I can get back to my safe area. And because my switch has been exercised a lot in my life, I can hold my breath for weeks or months at a time in this regard. I can get myself to not even crave for home for long extended periods of time, like being in a hotel or having long-term guests. I can suspend all of my OCD and just forego the idea of safety altogether. But the cost of that is that I'm always on and always on guard and never fully relaxed. And all of that is okay with me for long periods of time, I've done it and it's been fine. I've exercised that. But eventually, our nervous systems want to feel safe and comforted. And we all need an idea of home where we can let our guard down. And when I am in this safe space where I feel like a child, if while I'm in this safe space, I see a crawling bug or something that surprises me out of safety. I am more disturbed by that small thing that I would ever be in the outside version of me with Tim's on because I'm almost like a child in that safe zone. And it has an outsized effect on my sanity when disturbed and my comfort level because it blows my illusion of safety. And that is a key part here. All of safety is an illusion. God built the Garden of Eden, a place as close to heaven as heaven can be, where all was right and all was good and still no matter how tall the walls were, a snake still found its way in. You are never really safe. And so you have an option. Either pick safety or be strong. Safe or strong. And since safety is an illusion because a snake is always lurking in the shadows, the only logical option then is to be strong. And so you have a choice. And as you can imagine, My contamination OCD really struggled during the pandemic. And I've had pneumonia and almost died once before in 2016. So for the entire year of the pandemic, I left the house only five times. Everything got delivered to the house and we really had no reason to leave. And in a weird way, I was also comforted by the fact that the same things that I had been conscious of that were dirty, like doorknobs and elevator buttons and packages and deliveries from the outside and outside clothes and inside clothes, I was now comforted by the fact that people were also now conscious about these things being dirty. The world felt safer to me because now people weren't as casual about these same things because everybody now joined me in my madness. And I will never forget that people had to be taught how to wash their hands. And I just felt better that people were now thinking about the things that I had often thought about. While I was able to maintain this for a year, pretty soon staying home was no longer an option because not only did I have to leave the house, I had to fly all the way across the world still in an active pandemic to be there with my parents when my father got sick. And ironically or unironically, no matter how much I tried to save myself with daily hospital trips, it was a losing battle and I eventually ended up getting COVID and my whole family did. It was during this whole humanitarian crisis in India where There was no oxygen, no hospital beds, and the entire system was overwhelmed. And it was one of the darkest periods of my life where my father's oxygen was going low and he had just gone through 25 radiation sessions and two chemo cycles and his immune system was already weakened. All of my illusion of safety was shattered. I realized again that I could not maintain safety. I could not hold on to it. It was like trying to hold on to sand. And the more I realized this, I didn't automatically choose to be strong or live happily ever after. No, it was slow and painful. I tried even harder to be clean, to regain safety, because I was seeing the consequences of not having that in front of me with being sick. And the more I insisted on safety, the more miserable I became, and the worse it made my OCD. And luckily, we all recovered from COVID, but my father had another year of treatment in front of him while simultaneously My life felt like it was falling apart as the time kept drifting away from the plans that I had for my own life, in addition to being there for my family. I could not reconcile how to have an agenda for my own life while still being halfway across the world and frequenting doctor's offices and long hours and long days. Everything felt out of control. And control again became the thing I tried to assert even more. It was a losing battle. And the more I tried to hold on to controlling things, the worse my OCD got, the less out of control I felt in my life, the worse my OCD got. And I'm sad to say at a certain point, even being around my father gave me OCD. The sicker he got, the weaker he got, the less things went according to plan, the less I felt like he would get better on a specific timeline that fit my planned life, the more out of control I felt and the more my OCD was triggered. Because when everything else was out of control, I told myself, at least I can control this. At least I can control my clean desk and my clean chair. At least I can have safety in some areas of my life while everything else was spinning out of my hands. And that's the weird thing about OCD is that we use actions to neutralize it. It's like we think doing something like I do, cleaning my things with alcohol, we think that that particular action somehow cancels the contamination and puts us back in control by neutralizing what we're obsessing about. And there it was, a key understanding that took me a lot of work to get to. My OCD had to do with my need for control. And someone who has always tried to control everything, I realized that my OCD worsened as I felt out of control and needed to assert it in the only areas that I had left in my life to control. And so how does this all relate to love? Because I started to think about what it was that allowed me to have the switch. And how come I considered most people outside of my safe zone, but I let one or two people in my safe zone that felt like home to me that didn't trigger my OCD? How come those people were fine? And then when I have guests over and had my nieces or nephews come stay with us, how come they didn't bother my OCD at all? Did it have anything to do with Me not trying to control them? Did it have anything to do with how much I love them? Again, OCD is our disgust mechanism at work. And love short circuits disgust. Disgust and love cannot live on the same block. You cannot be attracted to and be averted by the same thing. They live on opposite ends. And also I realized that love had to do with control. You cannot control that which you love. Quite the opposite, when you truly love something, you free it from all binds of you. You want it to soar. You don't control it and try to chain it down to any conceptual idea of how you see things. And there it was. A huge unlock again. Love neutralized both my need for control and my disgust. Love automatically made me feel safe and at home. And so that's why my girlfriend, my mom, my nieces, and nephews didn't trigger my OCD because my love overpowered it. Anytime I loved something, even like going to the gym or going to work, I did not experience OCD. It was like it wasn't even a question or even came to mind. And I really tested this theory and played with this idea. And even though I have mild OCD still, like cleaning my phone when it's been in the bathroom, This is not a complete cure. I have been able to reduce it drastically by loving on the things that I was once disgusted by. And this is going to sound weird and strange, but I started imagining germs as cute little creatures. And as soon as I can picture them as a cute little thing, my heart just fills with love for the cuteness. And even the idea of germs that I once thought were disgusting melted away. And so after I thought that they were cute and no longer felt the disgust, I could ask myself logically then, what was I trying to save myself from if it wasn't the cute germs? Dirt? Dirt doesn't trigger my OCD at all. It's just dirt. It doesn't bother me. And so there you have it. The beginnings, the core reasoning, and the cure for most of our OCD. Our need for safety, the illusion and desperate attempt to try to maintain it, And the ultimate surrender to having the strength to love something. The strength. Love is an action. It is a form of obedience. And when you obey the love that you have in you, everything else falls away in face of it. Nothing has a greater ability to empower you than truly loving something. When you love something, you surrender all control you try to have. Any idea of disgust leaves the room. It's why you can have your dirty, snotty, germ-filled toddlers or pets all over you and not think twice. Because love is of the highest priority. It falls in the highest order above all else. You don't even consider anything below it once you are there when you are vibrating on the highest levels of love. So for all of your OCDs, all your need for control, all your compulsions and bad habits... The only potent prescription is love. If you can only summon the strength to partake in that love, if you bow to its power, it will free you from all your ailments. I love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.